Sorry, I'll edit that later. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 100 of the Tank Rodriguez Show. Yay! Guys, we have a very special episode today. We have everybody. We have everybody from the Relationship Show to uh, Texas Podcast Massacre, Going Commando, and, of course, Table of Studs. Uh, We have... Uh, of course, we have the Czar of Snugs, Shanae Howard. How you doing? What's up? Happy awesome. to be here. Happy to record. Yes. yes, indeed. And of course, we have the the doctor. The doctor is in. Dr. Derek, Dirty Derek in love. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Awesome. I'm happy to be here. Yes, exactly. And of course, we have the Dufresne brothers. I'm just kidding. The Dufresne brothers. <laughs> <laughs> We have Mike and Jimothy. Hi, guys. What's up, what's up? Greetings and salutations, everybody. <laughs> and then, stereo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and last but definitely not least, we have Adam Danger. How you doing, sir? Hello, hello, hello. I like how Adam's <laughs> last, but I haven't been introduced yet. That's awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, episode 100, guys, you know, it's really, really, really exciting to be here. Like, I, like I'm just like, so, like, I can't believe, like, it just happened so quick, you know what I mean? Like, this, yeah. start, this started this started in, like, October of last year when we kind of, uh, when we, we, we redid uh, the show outline when it was, wasn't just me anymore. This actually started with me and Derek, and then uh, Derek learned that I wasn't really that well, well-versed in, 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 um, in uh in horror horror movies and That's so he invited jimothy to come on and i was like, and it's, it's, like I'm talk- it's like i'm talking to myself i got it, my it, top it, 10 list it, <laughs> and then you know it, it's funny because the first thing out of out of jimothy's mouth when we start to record is first of all they live is not a horror movie <laughs> true yeah it's, also, a rom-com. it's so a rom-com it's a rom-com it's about brotherly love yeah, he in literally in the same breath he was like, no gremlins, <laughs> no they live. Yeah, and, yeah, every, and fuck the genetic opera. Any everything that I said, shitting on skinny puppy. You think skinny? He's all, fuck skinny puppy. They're not industrial music. <laughs> all of that's true. I, everything you just said is oh not true. <laughs> Look, man, uh, you know, uh, I, I like to educate. I have that's oh what I'm my here god. For. I like to educate. He likes to stop, educate, and listen. Exactly. <laughs> oh boy. Good great. Who snorted? Who snorted this? <laughs> Holy smokes. Zara snugs and Zara Zara snorts down. There we go. Starts this. But yeah, no, I kind of just want to go around and and uh, and give everyone some mic time, you know, because I know uh, you know there's a lot of us on here, so I don't want it to get it too chaotic, and maybe just. Share a, a, a fun a fun memory that you had, you know, since we're starting to record with us. And then, of course, we'll start off with the ladies. Uh, so, Shanae, if you would like to start off. Uh, so, am I supposed to just give, like, my opinion about it, or? No, not the, we're not talking, we're, we haven't even got into the subject yet. Oh. Like, we're just, we're just going around we're talking. We're walking like, down memory lane. We're walking memory We're celebrating a hundred episodes. A hundred episodes. Uh, yeah. well, like, I... I joined the the Tank Rod Vegas show, the latest, and um, it's been super fun. I I'm glad that I came on Sable Suds. I'm glad that like I'm with the group now. It's one of the things I look forward to the most. And I like even though I don't really know wrestling, I do like listening to Eric talk. It's fun. It makes me <laughs> laugh and smile, even if I don't get the jokes. It is fun. 
it is it is fun. Well, yeah, no, we were definitely glad that you, you joined on board, and uh, it, it it has been a little refreshing to not have just a bunch of smelly dudes uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk about. We can't, other we can't stuff. just be dudes, but we got to be, be like smelly dudes on top of that. Like, well, no, I'm just talking about that. I mean, like that one time, like when you when when you came in with us, Derek, and like we were still in the smaller it was studio. Hot. Yeah, it was, hot, it was just like it was it was burning up, and then they just Some smelled beepers. like musk. Was, yeah, a lot musky, of beef. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> don't don't go to Mama Margie's with some bean and cheese before you go in that. Okay, I caramba. Ah, but Derek, what about you, man? Do you have a favorite moment? Oh man, I there's only one that comes to mind, and, and it, it's got said in quote. It's me. It's me. It's Nancy. <laughs> That's a, that is a highlight. Yes. Or, or it's, it's, get the fuck out, <laughs> out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I thought that was, uh, in, and just like today, I'm, I'm not very fluent in wrestling circa anything above 1980. Um, but, yeah, it, it was very fun. And, of course, like, it's always a blast uh, talking about uh, unusual relationship stuff with Shanae. Uh, we get to talk only podcasts I know of that we can talk about adult babies and uh, <laughs> still still keep it relatively educational. Or just to, you know talk to Jimothy about about horror movies, man. He's a horror movie yeah. dude. So um, I, I hope to someday even rival a fraction of his collectibles, um, but I just don't have that much money. So. Plus, I like to take things out of the, I, I like to take things out of the package. You know, I'd be yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a mint on collector. Hashtag let them breathe. Let it, let yeah, that's right. Play with them. Yeah, Play with them. You got to get them out there. You got to have some fun with them. But yeah, it's, it's been a blast. I can't even believe it's been 100 episodes uh, so far. And yeah, man, yeah, more, you more def- good times. You, yeah, you've definitely been, you know, since the beginning, and like the fact that you've joined, like. Pretty much every other, you know, 99% of the other podcast that we do here, uh, besides the wrestling show, what's well, been pretty fun, man. Um, you started you started off as my boss, and now you're my coworker uh, for the podcast. So that's that's always it's always really cool. Hey, and, making the magic happen, buddy. That's exactly that's all, exactly. That's all we've 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 upgraded from that small closet of a place we were <laughs> recording yeah. the first oh, time man. around in that small cramped meeting room. Yeah, and and that was even hotter in there. <laughs> and then like, and then to to think about like uh, the mics that we had, like those lavalier oh. mics of the, <laughs> then we had to get you like two of them just so, so we can hear your yeah. voice. And <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Jimmy D came along and he was like, "Here, you can have mine because I don't need a mic. I just." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good man. times, man. Yeah, and, and then what about – I mean, I, again, I know you haven't been with us for a long time, Mike, uh, but it, it has been um, – you, you've kind of been like our ghost co-host uh, since we started the Stable of Studs. And so, like, we would include, like, your your commentary, like, we, you know, in lieu of you of being there. Uh, but then we finally upgraded our equipment, and we were able to include you into the conversation. You haven't been on many because we haven't – like, the Stable of Studs has, has, has been kind of, uh, you know – uh, 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 has its up and downs here, but it's coming back though. That's 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 the point of episode 100. You know, or you know, Stable Studs is going to have a great, great 100 plus episodes here. Uh, but yeah, Mike, if you just wanted to share a couple of things or you know, one of your fond memories. Um, fond memories are many. Um, I think 
the opportunity to be part of Stable of Studs uh, has been a genuine thrill for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is it something that I am, uh, you know, to say the very least, extremely passionate about? Maybe too much so, if you've had to live with me for <laughs> 30 plus years. But um, it, you know, in in my own personal opinion, like what all of you guys do is so exceptional in that um, I'm the furthest removed from all of you guys. And um, the podcasts are a major part of my life, even not just when they drop, but, you know, I commute, you know, half an hour to and from work every day. So it's oftentimes what I listen to on the way there and on the way back. And wow. All of you guys, all of you guys have, have, you know, touched me in my life in a ton of ways. And I, you know, I wish there was a, you know, a way to have all of the listeners kind of share something as well, because I think they would echo the same sentiment. Um, each of you guys are um, exceptional human beings, um, extremely intelligent, articulate, charismatic, and it's uh, it is a genuine privilege to count myself as one of you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I kind of highlighted, you know, on episode 60, you know, the first episode I got to be part of, um, the Tank Rodriguez shows in all of their um, formats and subject matter are really, really special in, um, you know, not only in the genres that they speak to, but in just the um, the genuine personalities that come out. And you can feel kind of the the... You can you immediately ascertain like everyone's personalities, and there's such um, there's such a genuine love for the topics that it like I highlighted then. It feels like you're sitting on the couch or in the same living room with all of you, and mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's really amazing. Like episode 100, um, you know, kudos to everyone's hard work and all of the great things that have come this far. Um, I look forward to episode a thousand. I look forward to episode ten thousand. Like I, just, you know, I really wish <laughs> space wrestling. Uh, yeah, I really wish the episodes on YouTube. You know, that's all possible, so everyone could see. You know, see everyone's faces and really, you know, nobody, nobody uh, needs to uh, see. See us. Nobody needs to see us. <laughs> to connect, with you guys. You know, I'm fortunate enough to because you know I got invited into this incredible, you know, uh, family of the Tank Rodriguez show. Um, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. I would love to be part of the relationship one, you know, having been married for, you know, 22 years and stuff. Like, Absolutely. I'd like to add my voice to that if possible. But Absolutely. Um, that, that's how yeah, much each touched my life and my family and my friends, you know, where we gather around, you know, either the laptop or the cell phone to listen every week or when, yeah, the new episodes drop and the numbers of people now who have found each of you guys through that. Um, and, and in turn, Shanae's podcast, too, as a byproduct of oh. when you guys talk about that. So it's like all of you guys are amazing and um, are so captivating and so charismatic and um, genuinely like the world deserves to know who each and every one of you are. And oh, if there's any shucks. at all, like it, you know. Oh, last oh. Mike, you, you are welcome on the relationship show. And anytime, man, any, anytime, uh, yeah, you're, you're our, welcome to our, join our in, man. Yeah. No, it's, I like, it's really, no, it's like I said, you guys do such an incredible job. 
um, really, you know, like everything is is topic topical. Um, but for someone who, you know, let's take stable of studs. If you didn't know or follow wrestling with any degree of like passion, to say the least, how we all do, um, you could listen to the episode like, you know, that Derek got to participate in, and I guarantee you that's as entertaining as anything, you know, Fox <laughs> or any podcast. Just when you think you don't know enough about wrestling, maybe you could just listen to that and really is like there's somebody that knows even less than you do. So I feel I feel like that's that's a win. Yeah, <laughs> like the, you know, through the Texas podcast massacre and stuff. Like I've I've never been the horror buff Joseph and James are, and always have been. But in a in a small way and stuff. Now my daughter has found a love for movies and stuff, much like how her uncles both do, much how like her grandmother did years ago. Um, nice. And she even has a tattoo on her arm now of uh, of Jason and probably Freddy Krueger soon. So it's a love now that kind of encapsulated her. <laughs> They're nice. So it's uh, you guys are doing an amazing job and and kudos. Wow. I hope if there's if there if I have you know my fondest wish. I hope to somehow someday get to look, you know, each and every one of you guys in the eye and um, shake your hand and say thank you for what you've added yes. to my life. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to well, happen, man. Like, yeah. happen someday. Like, thank you're you. so thoughtful in the way that you speak. And, like, every Very time much. I hear you go off on this, like, this, like, melts my heart. And, like, if you don't, like, get paid in some capacity at any point in your career to, like, do public speaking, like, you would kill it. Like, I, like, whatever you're selling, I'm buying. You're so nice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, and then we have. Take, and then, I'm gonna take all those all those sound bites, and then when we set up our Patreon account, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all those in there just to get people to come and actually pay to. <laughs> like, and then they come for the di- down, dick and fart jokes. People. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we we pull a swerve on them. Start with the love, end with the bitch. Exactly. <laughs> you came for the heartfelt sincerity. And guess what? Talk Let's talk about oh. dicks and adult babies. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Mike. We, we, we appreciate you um, as much as you appreciate us. We, we really do. You know, you're one of the family, regardless of how far you are. Uh, but yeah, moving on, uh, we got. Well, you know, we'll, we'll save we'll save Jimothy for last. Uh, Adam, how's it got? Yo. Well, hey, I just want to wish you congratulations, uh, Tank, for 100 episodes. Uh, I am just excited. I'm always excited to be a part of Stable of Studs. Uh, mm. Even when we were doing some guerrilla recording uh, <laughs> and, you know, trying to, like, hide and find places to record. and Sharing and, mics. <laughs> yeah, trying to also, like, use what little bit of influence that we had. Like, no, it's fine. We're having a, a men's only meeting in here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it was it's, it's been great. And, and seeing the shows grow and listening to them every week, I'm just always I'm still one of the biggest fans. Uh, so when I was asked when you asked and said, hey, do you? want to be a part of this i couldn't help but jump uh, at the opportunity to do it so uh no it's great and uh i don't know if I, how am i gonna follow up mike with this you know but we can uh, follow up we can it's, follow it's, up <laughs> so go ahead no just say no i'm i'm just really excited i'm glad to be here i'm glad to, i feel like we're really hanging out and this is the first time i've gotten yeah. to hang out with anybody even though it's via skype uh, in a long long time so congratulations this is a lot of hard work that you put in here that the rest of us fans get to really enjoy, but let's not overlook the the hours that you spent putting this together, the time and the money. And, and again, we all appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you too, big dog. And of course, you know, 
um, really wouldn't be possible without any of y'all. So it, it really it, that means a lot too. Uh, but of course, last but not least, Jimothy, man, like it just uh, we we, we so got it. Up. We got we we got to hear what you got to say, man. Well, obviously, I'm not going to go with the sentimental route because that's uh, of course, yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, your brother did that. You don't have to. Out of brain brothers. <laughs> Yeah. You are the, the least sentiment person. <laughs> Take that. Um, but that, you know, uh, you know, I don't listen to the episodes I'm not on, so I can't speak to the other shows. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, man, honestly, like, I don't know if it's possible to have 100 best episodes, but, uh, you know, every every episode has. Uh, there's some, like. Again, every show has its own vibe and its own personality, and every person brings their own thing. And that's why every single episode that you record is special and has its own vibe. And, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure for me. It's like, you know, Shanae already said, like, it's something I look forward to, you know, every time. Um, you know, it's 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 hard because you know, when you're, when you do something, you don't have any perspective on it. You know, when you're involved in something like, you know, you just listen, you hear on fumblings, all the ums and whatever, or, you know, you know, occasionally, sometimes when you're factually wrong, I guess it happens every now and then, but, um, although not about, uh, they live, but, um, oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. but, um, but yeah, man, every, but you know, when I re-listen, like it's a joy to listen to. And I do think, like I said, it needs to be said, uh, tank, you know, your name is on this podcast and you're involved in every single po- every single, sh- you know, show. And I think it's your perspective that makes it like ties the, all the shows together and that you have a very real, honest perspective on things and a very like likable personality, if I can say that. Uh, and great so, voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I agree with yeah. that. So so I just want to thank you, man. Like, thank you for having me be a part of this. And thanks for, you know, uh putting this all together and like bringing this like family together where we can just talk about all the dumb shit we like. So absolutely. Absolutely. And and I would say, man, it speaks volumes because we, I have people all the time that are like, if a podcast is not up, like on the day they anticipated, like I'm getting a text (laughs) be like, dude, where's, where's that podcast, man? I need my fix. Like I need my podcast fix. I need the commando. (laughs) I need relationship or I need stable studs. Like, people look forward to it and you know on their drive to work when they're hanging out of their house like uh-huh. chatting with their friends like I, I think it speaks volumes about the the type of stuff that we're putting out there like we're thoughtful in the approach of how we like what we're putting out for for the audience and respectful we're putting out stuff that they want to hear so yeah. and that's again like just to echo james like and everybody else like hats off to you man because you, you started this you're the first one to kind of do your own solo thing and you're like hey you know we should we should do these other things as well and uh just happy to be along for the ride man yeah i mean again it wouldn't be anything without y'all but i really do appreciate that and of course you know we've been kind of being a dick and and we'll kind of end it right there uh whose idea that was that was it was definitely my idea tanner we we got together like look we're gonna be mean to him for like the first 30 minutes tanner's here (laughs) wait Tanner, is is he Asian? <laughs> Inside joke. Inside joke. Tanner, are you there? He's at he's at Applebee's. It's okay. <laughs> Tanner, turn your volume up. It is up. Oh, okay. Well, speak louder. I can't hear you, brother. Yeah, you're 
How about that? Yeah, brother. Canada's so much better. Okay. But hey, man, look, I, I'm sorry that was mean to you. It's kind of our thing that we're always mean to each other. Uh, but you know, just as much as anybody here, you're probably one, you know, you're just as important to the podcast and it's just fun to make fun of you, man. But if you want to share something, you can, or if you want to make fun of me, you can too. You can do that as well. Well, you know, that's, that's always been my favorite part of the, of every episode (laughs) is making fun of you, but no, out of all the, like the, 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 you know, the, the marketable and the funny moments, um, the one that, that keeps coming to my head right now is, sitting on a couch uh uncomfortably close to adam danger sharing a lavalier <laughs> oh, yeah. mic yeah. oh yeah that was like the first like one of the first that was two episodes the first episode yeah we would sit there and then we would rotate who had to share this lavalier mic oh. and then if you listen to the episodes the ones that are a little bit quiet you can guess who they are <laughs> It's like, well, I mean, his last name is in danger for a reason, right? So, I mean, I felt like I was in danger. You were fine. Get, what get a big band. baby! What a big baby! Come on, Tanner, I got a lavalier mic in my van. Step in. Oh my god! <laughs> Trauma. And candy too. It speaks slowly. Well, you know. <laughs> nope. Lower your voice. Oh Jesus. Oh, man. So we yeah, will appreciate that, Tanner. And, and again, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for, for for ignoring you for the first time. I'm not. That's fun. It was fun, you know. Uh, hey, but he didn't have to do nothing. You still got to check, you know. Did I? Yeah. It's in the mail. <laughs> it's in the mail, man. Wait a minute. You guys, what are you, you guys got checks? What are you, well, actually, Turner now? Yeah. I didn't. Actually, I didn't we got bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you owe us money. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Lavalier Mike Rentals. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, for the last thirty minutes, we're, we're kind of we, we do have something to talk about, I and mean, it's one of the stories that we brought up at the beginning, uh, because it, I think it's it's a movie that's all encompassing to what the Tank Rodriguez show is. It's kind a stretch. It's a it's an action movie. <laughs> it uh, it has uh, horror adjacent values to it, according to Jimothy. And uh, definitely has wrestling involved in it uh, because it does have uh, a wrestler in there and a big, big bromance um, that is. It's not uh, not a bromance. It's a romance. You never see the wife and kids like it's got 80s, but true. true. He could have gone home to his wife and kids, but instead he rented a hotel room with Hot Rod. Single bed. So we're talking about. So we're talking about They Live uh, starring Roddy Piper. Uh, which Jimothy explains as horror adjacent. Why is it horror adjacent? First of all, Jimothy? I actually, I actually never used the word horror adjacent for they live. I said it is a science fiction action film. Oh. Um, but you know, people, I mean, to, to some people, the alien designs are terrifying. Um, I find them <laughs> cute and cuddly, but you know, to each their own, but, uh, it and is cuddly. It is correctly marked on Amazon as a, sci-fi horror film which is wrong but it's fine have you called amazon about that yet i bet you <laughs> you just wrote a strongly worded letter to them exactly okay. you listening jeff bezos <laughs> of course you are you're gathering all exactly. kinds of data i'm gonna make him work for that 189 billion dollars that he has <laughs> there goes so, that snort. oh i know yeah she's notorious for Sorry, that i've been drinking so like it's just gonna be keep happening i love it Saturday. i love it it's great <laughs> Uh, so Mike, really quick, I, I, I wanted I wanted to get you because I know you're you're probably the best wrestling historian out of all of us here. 
Um, you know, who who is Roddy Piper outside of the movie they live, uh, in your opinion, as a wrestler? Holy cow. Like, that's, um, man, like, what what words could really even enca- encapsulate that? Yeah. Um, he, you know, I think going back to one of our previous discussions, I think you have an individual that would be um, top of the list if there really was a wrestling Mount Rushmore. Um, you have, you know, a gentleman who, um, like, I've had a chance, you know, working in my job and stuff, I've met like celebrities from all over the world. I've met, you know, musicians and tons and tons of wrestlers. I have never been more terrified to meet a human being than I was to meet wow. Roddy Piper. And he would yeah. not be a sweeter man. Um, he is a genius. He is a rebel. He is a, was sadly, I should use yeah. past tense. He, he was uh, almost bigger than the industry itself. Like he is, uh, I'm the performance in this film and stuff. Like I genuinely wish like another director had found a way to utilize his skills for something in this any uh, motion picture because I like knowing this was the subject coming up, just watching it again. How impressive did was he in this performance? Yeah. Uh, like love the aspect that. We're, or asked him to come up with a backstory for Nada, but what it was. And you can see it in every every instance of his face and stuff like I've had a long day. Like, you know, those moments and stuff you can read behind his eyes. And Roddy Piper in wrestling was very much that same uh that same goodness, like larger than life entity. Um, in that, like, you could see the wheels turning at all times. Like, his his mind never stopped working, and he made every single uh, he made every fan believe. You know, to the point the man got stabbed multiple times. He made every opponent <laughs> and partner believe. Um, you know, as you know, smashing a glass bottle on his own head to promote a battle with the you know Butch and Luke the sheep herders. Like the the level of commitment that he had to his craft and what he loved was absolutely unparalleled. And I think um, he approached acting with that same level of of desire and commitment and uh, earnest appreciation for the opportunity he was given, um, both in wrestling and in film. He is, uh, and most of all, he's sadly missed. Absolutely. I didn't know he was a wrestler at first, to be honest. Like, not for the first, like, 20 minutes of the film. Like... It was amazing. Well, you know what? I, when I was growing up, it, it what made uh, Roddy Piper so awesome in my eyes was, you know, my, my family's all from the UK, so and particularly from Scotland, and he was like one of the first people I ever saw like go out on the just uh, on the ring with his kilt on. He had the bagpipes, and and I was like, man, that guy, that guy's representing there. He's the, the only person I, ever, I saw like in that history before. You had like the uh, you know the British Beefcakes. Uh, British Bulldogs um, come out that were really like representing the UK. So I always thought he was also from the get-go. He's probably one of my favorite wrestlers just for that alone. Um, he just had a showmanship. And I didn't even realize till many, many years later that he was on like, he was in Always Sunny in Philadelphia and he played like, one of my favorite characters on that. The Maniac. It, it, yeah, The Maniac. <laughs> oh, The Maniac. <laughs> Get the older Barry. <laughs> um, 
the guy was awesome. Like he was, he, he was such a good performer, like an actor to boot. Like I, I was kind of disappointed he, he wasn't in more, but I'm kind of glad he made a revival towards the towards the end of his career too. Uh, that he kind of made a little bit of a comeback and gained, the, I think, a little more more notoriety, better than a lot of his counterparts like in wrestling. So. I just want to would, real quick uh, shout out uh, Mike for episode 100 having a sheep herders reference, uh, AK. The Bushwhackers. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it's taken us a hundred episodes to mention uh, the Bushwhackers, AKA the sheep herders. Um, but you know, I was in the bag with sheep herders, half in the bag with adorable Adrian Adonis. I wasn't sure which way to go. I was like, ah. I think you made the right choice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously I'm the, uh, I've talked about this podcast. I, I adore Roddy Piper. I have a shrine to him in my home. Uh, you know, definitely, I think probably one of the top five best talkers in pro wrestling history. Yes. I mean, the man, the man got by on just attitude. Um, you know, he, he, his personality was so, he was one of the very first guys before the stone calls and before, um, you know, the, uh, anti-heroes of the modern era he was the guy that was so cool as a bad guy. He ended up just becoming loved and he didn't really <laughs> change too much about his character. Um, but you know, the thing I always loved specifically about big lit with him. First off, he was looking extra jacked. His fucking mullet was looking extra puff. I love it. <laughs> looking good in it. Nope. But you know, Roddy Piper, the, the performer, the wrestler was a bigger, larger than life over the top kind of personality. But the John Nada character was very quiet, withdrawn, and sort of like, you know, very much a protected kind of, you know, uh, had an antisocial bent. Um, you know, and you start to see his character develop and his personalities come out more and more, especially when they reveal uh, that he can see the aliens. But, um, you know, I just thought, you know, again, I've gone on record as saying I still think John Carpenter had a missed opportunity by not having – Roddy Piper and uh, Kurt Russell play brothers in a movie. Um, oh, yeah. But I think John Carpenter saw something special in Roddy um, that, you know, a lot of people at the time didn't, especially in Hollywood. Um, you know, and, and I think to Mike's credit, I, I think a quality director, I own a vast majority of his films, the movies he made, made with Billy Blank, Hell Comes to Frogtown. I have a lot of, I own a lot of Roddy Piper movies, but obviously they live as his best and especially his best performance. But I think that's because he worked with an, a, a, first off, an amazing director with John Carpenter, but a director that really worked with him that sort of helped him develop his character. So um, I'm, I've always obviously a huge fan of Roddy Piper, but I've specifically thought he was such a great realistic action hero uh, and they live, and that's why I think he like without that without John, I mean, without Roddy in that movie, I don't know if it's his, I don't know if it's the same. No. Well, I don't well, think I, that, I don't think that fight sequence between oh no Keith, Keith David and, and Roddy Piper sequence. like yeah I mean that that is I mean they just kicked the shit out of each other and that is probably the one of my top favorite like fight, fight scenes. scenes in a movie um and, and as Shane pointed out that 80s ass too man. What did you say, Tanner? You look like a, a division symbol. <laughs> that wasn't me that said it, but yeah. Oh, that was Adam. Dude squats. That was Adam. You can, you can, oh yeah. You can see he squats. I loved that. I loved this fight scene because, like, they didn't have. I mean, for the most part, they didn't really like have any savage weapons or anything. Yeah. But there were. Like, there's a lot of guns. 
there were at least three points in that fight scene, you know, out in some alley when yeah. you think it's over and you're yep, like, God, exactly. that was brutal. And then they just keep going at it. And it's like uncomfortably well, brutal well, how bad yeah. these dudes are. I just like it when he smashes the car. He smashes into the car and then he, he feels bad. Like, That's my car. Yeah. yeah. But wait a minute. Like all that fighting just to fucking for a pair of fucking glasses. Just put them I on. Know. Just fucking put the glasses on. Dude, it, don't don't, don't awesome. question it. It's beautiful. There's suplexes onto the cement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, yes, I guess but that, that back suplex was amazing. And the fact that he's not dead because of that. It's funny because uh, on the special edition, uh, Keith David talks about filming that scene and that they filmed those scenes over and over again. And he said about how Roddy would just be like, Okay, he would pick him up in the suplex position and then just hold him until the director went go. And he'd have to do that like 15 times. And he's like, every time Roddy was fresh as a daisy and I'm like, I can't breathe. I can barely move it. Roddy's just like, oh, let's, let's go. I'm like, let's yeah. Go. Let's go. Let's do squats. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, though, I was going to say with Roddy Piper as an action star, this movie is a lot of satire, right? It's a lot of satire on... What? 80s and Reaganomics and stuff. If anything, I think Piper is is almost he's over the top to satirize the Arnold Schwarzeneggers and the Sylvester Stallones, like all the big time 80s guys. Like it gotten so silly and over the top that Piper has to become even more over the top just to kind of make fun of it uh, in a way, make fun of kind of 80s action tropes. It so, was like the Evil Dead 2 of action movies, right? Funny though, because I feel like it's not towards the end when it gets really over, like kind of like, kind of really like larger than life. Um, but it's funny because the character definitely has that progression of being like he barely speaks. He like keeps you know uh, keeps David at a distance. He doesn't want to like really let people in, and then he starts fucking talking about kicking ass and chewing bubble gum, and like he gets Whoa. more and more. It's like a bigger than life character as the story goes on. Speaking of that line, I did not know that's where Duke Nukem's like line came from. I didn't know that it had an origin besides that. I just like I never looked into it. No one ever mentioned it to me. So when I heard that line, I got super excited. That's <laughs> <I> right. <laughs> Duke Any Nukem would not exist without Roddy Piper. That's very true. So true. I don't know. So true. I, I, it's funny though, like to your point, James. Though, like he he does like he flips a switch at some point once he realizes. I was thought like. Either thinks he's he's crazy or this is that actual like real thing, but just the fact just walking in with that that shotgun into the bank and uh, say, saying that line <laughs> it was like you knew like shit was going down after that like it was it was all all bets were off at that point because like who does that? I mean the thing is too let's also just give a moment to fucking John Carpenter for one you know it for the longest time it was considered kind of a cheesy movie and like. People didn't get Not it anymore. Time. It was number well, one in the box offices when it launched. Well, the thing is, like, people, like, they didn't, like, Roddy got, like, you know, people didn't respect Roddy as an, as an actor for obvious reasons. You know, people shit on wrestling all the time. But it wasn't, people didn't get the, first off, the, the message is still relevant. In fact, it's more relevant now yeah. than it's ever been, um, especially with consumerism at, you know, like, John Carpenter has made a very smart, but again, satirical, slightly, uh, uh, you know, campy, I guess, uh, a satire. Um, but it still holds up, man. It's still a great, it's, the message is still strong. Um, it's got, you know, boobies in it. It's got fighting. It's got, it's got weird pacing. So, 
It's not the same stuff. Can't go wrong with that. I, I like I like that you said that Adam. It, there's like different acts to it, right? Like yeah, it's like it's really really slow. And then the last 15 minutes, they have to shove everything in there. They go underground. It turns into some sort of like uh, what was it? Douglas Adams like space station. Like yeah. that's just the last 15 minutes that they're yeah. kind of doing all this exposition. Guys in suits just. <laughs> But, like, it's so slow at the middle, like, walking around, I think I know what's going on. Like, it's kind of funky. It works, but it's like, man, they really hit fast forward the last 15 minutes. Well, that's the thing, is, though. I think that it's, it's, I think it's brilliantly paced, and I think that's why it's so rewatchable. Because at first, you're sort of like, it, Carpenter is a master of building up, like, atmosphere yes. and stuff in a film. And in this, it's extra crazy, because it's, he's, you, you know, you're used to seeing that in, like, his horror films. But in this, it's like, there's a real palpable tension in the beginning, especially when you don't know what's going on. And then, you know, with like all the homeless people and everything, and then it just goes fucking buck nutty at the end. And with that crazy ass ending, which I still give him mad props for that decision on, you know, kind of the way it Fantastic ends. Fantastic ending. Yeah, I agree. I Best love it, but... movie ending. But <laughs> no, I, I agree with James. I think it's paced perfectly because like, like there is a lot of time where you're like, wait a minute. Is is this like this sounds like it might be like some aliens or some shit, but like as Piper goes crazy and just kind of lets go, that's that's exactly the pace that the movie has. So he, yeah. you know, he goes crazy along with the audience every step of the way. Right. And if you look at Carpenter, too, right, like look at the thing, look at the fog, look at even Halloween, like yep. There's a huge amount of time between like the start of that movie and when the action really like kicks off. I think Halloween is an example. Like you're really a good like three quarters away through the movie before yep. like shit really hits a fan. And before that, it's just it's just a lot of like backstory and conversation. Like same thing with the thing. Like when when you're getting to the point of like really understanding it and like seeing that portion, you're you're already like you know 40 minutes into the movie or more before you even see to get to the dog. So. It's, I think it's a Carpenter thing, but I think to your point, James, like it was a ballsy move for Carpenter to make a film like this as, as kind of campy and fun as it was, because that wasn't the pattern for his previous films up to that point. Like people expected the Halloweens and, and the thing, you look at the thing, which has so many amazing practical effects. And then you look at this where it's like your the effects are, are awesome, but just in a very, very different way than what Carpenter has already brought to the table. Like previously, it's a very minimalistic, in my opinion, like approach to effects. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, with that, uh, Shanae, kick us with some facts. Oh, I have some facts. I also, I also have a question for you guys. And okay, an what's opinion up? On my own. So first opinion, though. Um, so with all the signs and propaganda that when he first sees it. There's two things that kind of struck out to me. One is, uh, like, with the money and the cash, it says, this is your God on all the money, subliminally. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I wrote the notes, I put, money's not my God, Roddy Piper's butt is. And- <laughs> <laughs> so true. Can't argue. Um, That's for the bank of 80s ass. Also, exactly. another sign said, yeah, that, that is Reaper- real America's ass. <laughs> Yeah, but another sign said marry and reproduce. And I just want to know, were humans not marrying and reproducing before aliens came along? And it kind of goes into my question of, like, what year do you think the aliens came? Because they mentioned 1958 twice in the movie. They did. I was going to say probably in the 50s, um, you know, post-war. Classic American, like, the two-year-old, two-and-a-half kids. 
So it still is like, why do they need, like, why do humans need to be reminded to reproduce? Because I'm pretty sure they were doing it before that. Well, they well, talk about like we're cattle, right? Like, yeah. So they just kind of want to just breed us so that there's more labor, there's more cheap yeah. labor, and just like you would with any kind of like ranch or something like that. You just you try to get the animals to reproduce, so then you have more, and you could slaughter some, and you can you know I mean, use I them to. And, and, the if you, and if you go along with it, man, you're that wagyu beef. Man, you're oh, like yeah, that guy at the end, stuff. man. You're living the you're living the good life before you get to the slaughter because you got a suit on, you got the champagne, walking around. Gentlemen, y'all are all wagyu beef, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but you my, didn't my say my that in a nice name. way. It it was a compliment, <laughs> well, but yeah, it, didn't, it, it didn't sound. But nice. it was it, yeah. It, you had a computer glitch, uh, Shanae, and so it was like. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I heard you're all wagyu beef. Unless yeah, I heard like that too, too, but it was it was very AOL-ish uh, <laughs> sounding. You've got why you beef. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. I, wait. Um, my the biggest question in the movie I had is how did those bums get that TV to work outside? Oh, really? Like generator. Cables and generators. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they can't go and get a job. It was the antennas. You know, if they have time to watch TV, they have time to go out and do stuff. I thought you were the one talking trash about Reaganomics, and now here you are. Look, I can have two kinds of opinions. <laughs> the right kind. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Is, uh, talking about Roddy Piper. Um, so I was, uh, after like 20 minutes, I was like, because I didn't read anything about the movie, didn't know anything, just found it on Stars and watched it. And then 20 minutes in, I was like, I got to look at IMDb and look at this stuff. Uh, so I found out that Roddy Piper actually for the homeless scenes, uh, hired a bunch of actual homeless people and fed them and gave them clothing from the studio. And he said it was a decent thing to do. Wow. And I just thought I should point that out. Fucking Roddy. Rest in peace. Better than all of us. Well, he did some good stuff, but then he did some bad stuff. I mean, he did paint himself half black once. Look. I... I don't Look, so did Triple H. Like, all I know about Roddy Piper is this movie that IMDb told me. <laughs> look, look, look. I mean, it's only half black face. It's not a full black face. It's on oh, black face. Full black face. Look, I, look, look, I accept his bullshit half half-assed answer of what his quote-unquote reasoning was for that. Uh, so, you know, let's. Uh, Wait, let's what, what was his so reasoning? Bad and clothes and it was a me- it was, homeless people. So like. It was a metaphor. It was a metaphor that he's like. Let's not get into it. Let's talk okay. about. All right. Was it bad news, let's Brown? Remember, let's remember yeah. the happy New times. Bad news, uh, Brown. WrestleMania. Boops is a great. Yeah, movie. WrestleMania. I texted hey. Hank that this is the best movie ending ever. It is. <laughs> Look at this ends with boobs. You know. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be high. It wouldn't be high on Derek's uh, boob count uh, for movies. No. Uh, just it wouldn't. But the... one boob. But you know, oh, I, I mean, though, the movie. I mean, it's about the quality. It's not about the quantity. Sometimes. And the, those, those, those were quality boobs. And but I do have to say something for the relationship stuff. Who moves that slow on top? <laughs> like that was extremely, extremely slow movement for that for that kind of sex act. Just throwing that out there. And well, maybe he was I mean, about maybe to that's how. And she's trying to slow it down and make it last longer. You don't know the scenario. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a maybe that's an alien technique, guys, and we just don't know. Man, <laughs> we don't know that technique yet. First off, very... let me just say that the movie falls in on its own internal logic because to the aliens' own words, they say 
we're you're just as disgusting to us as we are to you. Then why is one of those aliens sleeping with a, a, a human woman? Isn't she disgusting? Hey, but, people are into weird shit. Why are people into bestiality? It but, happens. Dude. That's true. But I will forgive hey. it. I will forgive the fail in internal logic just because we got the line. What's the matter, baby? It's I. But hey. Fucking Kirk was was slamming that alien puss all the time in Star yeah, Trek, Kirk, dude. Kirk never said he he never said they were disgusting. So yeah, he and didn't slap. Also, and he, and, he didn't all sleep fairness, with anybody so, that looked like the fucking they live aliens. So. Right, exactly. So that's what I was gonna say. I mean, at best they were green or red, but uh, <laughs> or both. But, yeah. and, uh, but otherwise. You know, smoking hot. Look, um, we don't know what that guy looked like beforehand. Maybe that was a vast improvement. That's all I'm saying. Like, maybe she's like, Mom, really stepping it up. Like, you actually got better. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> probably still hung. Like, let's not. Crazy. <laughs> it's true. Just, it's it's alien dog. Why are we assuming that he is? Well, I, I mean, I know. What if, what if it's like a tentacle thing, like a little, like a, like a hen thing? Hey, Adam. <laughs> Do you want to yes. share your slash fic they live uh, file with all of us and see no. if we can read no. your? I want that. I bet. Well, you know, I've got. I'm still working on it. It's still in the editing phase right now. Oh. Also, it's, let me it's just. It's just the movie. It is just the movie. That's all the fic. <laughs> let me just go on record too and just say, at like from a design point, design point, um, the fucking aliens are so insanely creepy and perfect and like. There's a weird like like at, like when you as I'm literally staring at at one right now like with like the sort of exposed bone on the jaw and the sort of vascularity and stuff. There's a weird human obviously anatomy to it, but it's so creepy. The eyes are so creepy, and you know every time they show it, it um in black and white, it's already creepy. And then when you see it in color, it's like oh, it's even worse than I thought. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it got worse. It got Somehow magic gets worse, but. Yeah, and that was a carpenter decision too, wasn't it? Like, wasn't the look of the aliens a carpenter decision? Because I think didn't they look like in the original like Ray Nelson eight o'clock in the mornings the the source material weren't they like lizard people in the nineteen? Uh, yeah, yeah, they changed because he wanted them to uh, be the physical embodiment of humans' uh, decomposition and uh, immorality. So that's why they looked de- decomposed humans. You are right. Huh? Was that? Did you know that already, or did you look that me? one up? That was impressive. No, I'm TV. Oh, okay. I was like, holy shit. The movie Bible. I'm annoying. Like, if I'm at home watching a movie, I'm just going to pull up IMDb. I'm going to ruin that shit for myself. Just watch the movie, and then look at the no. IMDb. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> I hate when my wife's like, where's this person from? And then we're trying to watch. I'm like, dude, this is a good movie. Oh, that person was in Downton Abbey. I'm like, okay. I, I literally take yourself will. out of the movie. Me and your wife need to hang out. We would love watching movies together. <laughs> That's right. Hey, there you go, Adam. Now you can watch movies in peace. You can just drop Robert Chenet's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you can hang with my husband because he's the same way. So, like, yeah, he's got a new best friend. Awesome. Oh, hey, we're we're swapping. <laughs> Your wife swapping? Whoa! <laughs> well, well, that's stepped right into the Your relationship spouse podcast. Swapping. Exactly. exactly. Spouse swap. Exactly. They live. Thanks. <laughs> we sleep. They live. Exactly. I also I love whenever a movie ha- has like a has the ti- has it like said or like painted somewhere titularly, and the fact that they did it twice 
I think maybe three times, but I couldn't really see it well in one of the graffitis. I do like whenever they like bring up the title. I, I think, I don't know why I, it's kind of kitschy, but I love it. And I, and again, it's that graffiti is so like, it's really ambiguous, but it's fucking weird. Well, the first time I watched the movie and I saw that graffiti as a kid, it fucking creeped me out for some reason. Just there's something to that verbiage, that wordage, uh, wording that, I don't know. It just, it's weirdly poetic and creepy, but the, you know, we sleep, they live. It's just, it's perfect. Every well, time I think of a movie that, that like reveals the title or brings up the title in the movie, I think of Suicide Squad. And then I just, whatever the title of that movie is, I put that in. So I'm just, so I'm like the whole time you're saying that I'm sitting here thinking, so what is this? Some kind of, they live squad. <laughs> <laughs> sure. The resistance. Here's a question for you. Do you think? Do you think so Meg Foster's Meg Foster's character was was a supporter from the get go, or do you think they like turned her? Yeah. At, at some point, she was always evil. She was yeah. always yeah. A, an agent. She was, she was, filthy she was infiltrating the the uh, community meetup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And from that phone call that she made. And she, the fact that she always stayed calm from the kidnapping, or since yeah. he took her hostage or whatever, it's like you knew something was up. Well, you didn't know anything was up until the phone call, and then at that point you're just like, oh, okay. And then when you yeah. see her at that meeting, you're like, I and then she kicked him out the window. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, yeah. push him out the window before she made the phone call. So like he's already out the window. Like he, like she's, she surprised him and was like, bottles of the head, boot out my window, fuck off. She also had uh, a lot of opportunities to get shot during that raid. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just so talk about Meg Foster's eyes, though? Yeah, yeah right. beautiful. beautiful. She's up there with Liz Taylor. Like it's actually distracting. It's they're so every time I've watched that movie a hundred times. Every single time I'm like, how are her eyes like that? And I mean, I like her as Eva Lynn in the Mess of the Universe movie too. But for some reason, they're more noticeable, more jarring, and they live. I don't know because I guess the rest of her outfit is insane. But this was fucking crazy blue eyes. But yeah, she's beautiful. She uh. I don't know if you've seen the movie um, uh, uh, Lords of Salem, but uh, yeah, yeah. And she's in she's in thirty one too. Like she's in, she's in thirty one. Yeah, but she's but she's not naked in uh, as an is elderly she, lady. Is she naked in Lords of Salem? Yes, she is. Yeah. I'll watch that movie then. It's uh, she, she was also in Jeepers Creepers three. Mm-mm. I saw the first one. No, sir, I will not watch any more of those. That gave me nightmares. That's. Well, I will not, fuck that we told you the backstory give you different nightmares. Fuck that director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Victor Silva. I will not support anything no. that he does. So, hey, wait, is the fourth one? I mean, I know it's kind of off topic, but is the fourth one going to be directed by him, or is it somebody uh, else? Well, I, I don't think he. I don't think he actually ever directs him. I think he's just he gets original character rights like when, oh, they, make, when they make them. So yeah, he gets he gets money, but um, but yeah, he'll he'll always get those residuals just solely for the fact that he owns the property. So. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck him. So, yeah, that never that dude. Yes. <laughs> and hey, you know, I mean, I, I know we're, we're kind of uh, uh, coming towards the end here, but I, I did want to kind of bring up one last thing and get y'all's thoughts on it. Uh, I know, I know, you're super excited about it, Derek, but that new that that new Bill and Ted trailer, man, I'm not sold yet, bro. Like I'm, dude, just, I'm not feeling no. it. I'm no, not feeling it. So excited! It's it's gonna come September first, and it's video on demand. I can watch it in my house. I'm yeah, put it on okay. the projector, man. I'm I'm stoked, dude. And you I know, I, like, have, I have that whole theory that I do not think that Bill and Terry are actually the ones who create well, the yeah. award-winning song because they changed in the movie 
Well, number one, I heard George Carlin is going to make like a digital cameo appearance. Oh, that was on my phone. I'm down with that. But instead of changing, saying like Bill and Ted create the song, they say Preston Logan create the song. And I was like, um, and then their kids are gathering around the musicians. And I'm like, no, nah, man, they're going to. Yeah, as soon as they announced that they were, it was the story was going to be about their daughters. I was like, oh, I that's okay. Yeah, yeah. like you, that's not going to be on accident or you incidental. It's totally fine with me. Totally fine with me. Samara Weaving's in it, so I would watch it even if it was the stupidest shit on the planet. So this is no is disrespect to Keanu. No, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. I was like, oh, this is Bernie Weaver. I'll watch that. <laughs> uh, but do what? Uh, and this is no disrespect to uh, our Lord and Savior Keanu Reeves, but uh, why does he look worse in that movie than he does in interviews for the movie? It's weird. Like no it's because he's got no beard, man. It's it's a beard and a haircut. He, he he was in an interview where he also didn't have a beard and he didn't look this. He, he almost looks plastic in the trailer I, for. I, just think it's, I think you just think it's a hairstyle, man. That's, but also, that's what I think. This is also fucked up because he is a like a fifty-five-year-old man. I'm talking about. Who get? I mean, poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. Like, nothing. Sean Reeves is hurting. Him. He's doing <laughs> really yeah. Have you ever like. sat on a bench? <laughs> I know. Poor that. Um, they're actually. No, he's but, doing a but, comic. He's actually writing and creating his own comic called Berserker. I saw uh, about that. About soldier, and uh, I'm excited because it looks pretty cool. Got a great art yeah. team on it. Berserker. He's actually, uh, exactly. I feel like we should be hanging outside the quick stop right now. Just saying. Um, no, well, honestly, I, have, look, like, I, I don't care if anybody's not excited about it. I, I'm just, I am stoked for it, man. I don't care. They just, the acting just seems bad. It was just weird. Like, Dude, just, it's always dead, been bad. I know, I know, but it just, it just seems like. And uh, anyway, Dude, I just, I just, I just, I just don't, I, they just brought all the characters back. They got, they got his dad back. Dad, they got, death. they got Declan back. They got his deacon or his brother back in the movie. They got Missy back. Man, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's, Look, it's I'm they got at, death and death his son. Yep. I, I'm supporting this movie for one reason, one reason only. Alex Winter needs a paycheck. That is it. Yes. I will pay to see it. Wasn't he producing this? Yeah, dude. Get, yes, well, you've been writing it for like a decade. Flops. Look, if it flops, I, he's not getting shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's when they <laughs> support him. That's why I'm, he's going to get my money. And I'm going to force him to make a Freaked 2, finally. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I will fully support that. Uh, Mr. T is still alive. That's all I'm saying. He can yeah. still play the bearded lady. So. All of them are still alive. <laughs> and none of them are doing anything right now. So they, Including Randy Quaid. Just well, I knew Randy <laughs> Quaid wasn't doing anything right now. <laughs> it's called squatting, squatting in hotels. Squatting in hotels. Guys, uh-huh. he's the subject of a cabal of uh, Hollywood hitmen. Come on, let's be a little sensitive here. Yeah. <laughs> it would not take more than one. Anyways. <laughs> that popped. I popped. Well, well, guys, uh, we are coming to the near the end of the show. I know, I know, I know. But uh, I just want to say again how awesome and privileged I am that it's been 100 episodes hanging out with y'all on a weekly basis or for the most part, weekly basis, sometimes more. Um, You know, there's definitely been some hiccups. Uh, as far as like a, a, a true learning experience of a how how to really operate a, a, a podcast, uh, especially when you have more than two people, 
Um, but I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Y'all have been amazing. Um, definitely couldn't do this without you. Um, and, and especially for the people listening to this, the fact that you spend an hour out of your day or however long, you know, uh, you listen to these episodes, uh, it, it means a lot that you actually take time out of your busy day, out of your life to, 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 to listen to us. Uh, and if you still want to continue to listen to us, you can follow us on Spotify and uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and really give us those five-star reviews. They really do help out a lot. Follow us on social media, on Twitter and on, on the gram. Uh, we have TankRodPod, T-A-N-K-P-R-O-D. Wait, that's not my P-O-D. last name. No, R- no R-O-D. Puddle of mud. Puddle of mud. Papa Roach. Yeah, so at TankRodPod, t a n k <laughs> R-O-D, P-R-O-D. Uh, but yeah, and, and, and really quick, um, you know, with, with Shanae and Adam Danger here, I, I do want to, you know, make sure, you know, we always show love to, to uh, you know, to other podcasts out there. So, of course, I want you to give a listen to the uh, Safe Continue podcast, which is also on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. And at the, the what I dub it, the Adam Danger Experience, uh. which is. Yes. I was gonna say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt Adams. I'm sorry. I was gonna say also YouTube and Stitcher and any other podcast apps. I apologize, okay. Adam. Sorry. Yours is way more important. Go, go on, play no, yours too, Adams. That's fine. What? Oh, uh, Adam Danger podcast. We've got a bunch of different shows. I haven't recorded in a while, but we'll get back on there. Uh, you can find me at Adam Danger on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, listen to it. If you like what you're hearing today, you'll hear something similar. A little more watered down on my end, but that's just because the talent, the bevy of talent that we're here in this digital cocktail hour uh, is unmatched. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for 100 episodes. It, it means the world to me. Um, I really do look forward to 100 more. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, y'all all want to just say y'all, all, all, y'all sent y'all's last sentiments at the same time. We can do that as we end <laughs> We in the episode. Oh my god. All, one. all right. Yeah. One, two, three. Jeff, I'm not really sure. Harambe was heroic. Vote Nader. Oh my god. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Devon, get the fuck out of here. That's right. That's right. It's me. It's me. It's Nancy. That's all you need to know. I need that t-shirt, Eric. Peace. Peace.